and welcome to the latest in our series of podcasts where members of the SB Disputes team will cover some key topics that we hope will be helpful to our listeners. Today, we'll be addressing ADR, Alternative Dispute Resolution, its various guises and when it might be used. I'm Catherine Penny, a partner in the Disputes team. And I'm Alistair McDowell, an associate. Now, we mentioned in our first two podcasts that parties are encouraged to resolve their business disputes outside formal court or arbitration proceedings, and reference was made to ADR. Alistair, can you briefly explain what it is and why it is so important? ADR, or Alternative Dispute Resolution, is the name for the process parties can use to resolve their disputes outside formal proceedings. It can be mediation which is using a third party to broker a deal or some other sort of negotiated settlement. ADR is a very hot topic at the moment with courts openly encouraging disputing parties to use it and compulsory ADR a distinct possibility in the future. And often in this context, we talk about without prejudice communications. And um, that's a term that lawyers and lay people alike like to use. But what we mean by it is that the process is off the record. It's confidential and neither a court nor an arbitral tribunal can find out about what was or wasn't discussed as part of that process. Yes. Uh, though without prejudice savers to costs is when the court will find out about it after making a decision on the merits, but before it decides on the costs outcome. Uh, and the issue of cost is important when we think about ADR for two reasons. Uh, first, if you can resolve your disputes either without beginning formal legal proceedings at all, or at least before those proceedings reached a trial, you're probably going to save time and legal costs. And, and secondly, the court may penalise you on cost if it decides that you should have tried ADR and you didn't. And I suppose another reason you might try something else before going to court, other than the cost reasons, is because your contract might require you to, and breaching the contract by starting a court claim prematurely, and contrary to what was agreed, will cause you problems and will frankly be a bit of an own goal. You yeah, well indeed. But uh, returning to commercial considerations, we, we often see that when a party pursues litigation or arbitration, attitudes and, dare I say, prejudices harden and positions become entrenched. And this means that it's often very challenging for the disputing parties to recover any form of business relationship. In ADR, and in particular mediation, which we'll come on to in a minute, can actually go a long way to mend fences. Often simply agreeing to use ADR establishes a common understanding to try and resolve points of contention. And frankly, this alone can provide a strong platform to enable disagreements to be aired and hopefully compromise to be reached. That's a good point. And I think another point worth flagging is that ADR can be more flexible in the solutions that are available when compared to decisions that are made by courts or arbitral tribunals, which, although not in all cases, are often limited to making an award of money. For example, if you reach a deal with the other side through mediation or another ADR process, rather than throwing the dice and going to court, you can um, agree a discount on future orders, for example, or that advance notice be given of a new product line, transferring some intellectual property or a piece of equipment, for example, and none of those outcomes would be available for a court or tribunal to order. 
Well, that makes ADR sound fantastic, but would you say there are any downsides? Well, not really, to be honest, um, except uh, you're doing your lawyers out of a, a longer job, I suppose. The timing of proposed ADR can be an important strategic decision. Um, you don't want to be perceived as weak if you suggest it too early, and you also want to wait and see and understand enough about the other side's case before you go down this route. And there's also a bit of a public perception that the process is somehow less desirable as a means of resolving disputes than formal litigation, because people like to have their day in court. And they see that as being fundamental to achieving justice in their case. Um, but this mindset isn't really terribly conducive to resolving disputes, which you should approach with a commercial attitude as far as possible. And we've already mentioned that ADR is a good way to achieve a tailored commercial solution to a dispute that a court or tribunal might not be able to provide. Yeah, I've often heard people talk about having their day in court. Uh, another criticism I've heard level at ADR, this is particularly when it's undertaken after litigation or arbitration has actually started, uh, is that it's an additional cost and that engaging in ADR may delay the process already underway. Uh, now, for my part, I think this is an unfounded criticism. Whilst it will be an additional cost, it is almost always less than the cost that you'd incur by litigating or arbitrating all the way to trial. Uh, and the cost is worth the additional investment if it ultimately saves the future spend on legal fees and business time. Absolutely agree with that. And also, of course, you can have the two track process. So you've got your settlement discussions going on alongside the formal litigation or arbitration process. So it needn't cause any delay. Looking at a specific form of ADR, um, could you walk us through mediation, Alistair? Uh, yeah, of course. It's uh, by far the most common type of ADR and the one that most people are probably most likely to have heard of. Uh, essentially, it's a consensual process whereby disputing parties uh, agree to appoint a mutual person, that's the mediator, um, who considers their respective legal and commercial positions and encourages them to reach a common ground. Mediation usually begins with what's called a plenary session, which is a meeting of all people together, all the parties together, uh, after which the parties split off into separate rooms with the mediator going between them to try and facilitate a settlement. And what I think makes mediation particularly effective is you have all the key people from the disputing parties in one location, either that's in, in person or virtually these days, and that allows mediators to move from room to room doing what I call, as others do I'm sure, shuttle diplomacy, using their skills to probe and test each party's position, identifying their various weaknesses to try and bring the parties closer together. Um, and they may encourage the parties to meet privately um, if they think that that might break the deadlock. There's a lot of psychology involved in, in a mediator's role. And they, may have, they do have many ways to try and achieve a resolution. And so the choice of mediator is key in all of this. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really worth emphasising that the focus of the mediation is to reach a commercial settlement that both parties can live with. The parties are encouraged to agree the terms of a legally binding settlement agreement there and then. So legal representatives will usually be present at the mediation to allow this. So moving on from uh, mediation now, another form of ADR um, is uh, something called early neutral evaluation. It's very rarely used and I've never been involved in one, but it sounds pretty useful. 
Can you talk us through how this one works, Alistair? Uh, certainly I can. Um, it's a fairly quick, or at least it can be a fairly quick and cost-effective way of making the parties focus their minds on how a judge or arbitrator might actually view the disputes. It's done by the parties obtaining an independent opinion, uh, usually from a Queen's Council, uh, which is a very senior barrister uh, or retired judge on particular legal points. The idea is that doing so gives each party a reality check on the relative strengths or weaknesses of their position, and this can encourage them to agree some form of settlement shortly afterwards. Thanks. And I suppose similar to early neutral evaluation is expert determination, except that expert determination is binding on the parties and generally the parties agree to use this at the contract stage, for example, to calculate a, a future payment of deferred consideration. So the parties appoint an expert or agree a mechanism for appointing an expert uh, to make a determination on that issue. And although the process is informal and consensual, as I say, it, it does result in a binding decision um, in contrast with the early neutral evaluation. And it can be enforced by a successful party if you need to. Well, that's great. I think we've covered what we consider the main types of ADR, with mediation being the most commonly used. Certainly in our experience, knowing that the forum is confidential and without prejudice, clients often find that mediation is a good opportunity to put their case forward, uh, even though they may have had to make some concessions along the way to settlement, they often feel that they've had the chance to say their piece and are happy enough that the resolution may preserve a business relationship, or at least curtail future business disruption. And most importantly, put a lid on spending more money on legal fees. <laughs> Quite. Well, we hope that that has given a useful overview as to what ADR is and some examples of the types of ADR mechanisms that are available to disputing parties. In our next podcast, we'll be looking into termination of contracts, how to do it and how not to do it. So do look out for that. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thanks very much. Bye.